With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing the Godfather at chabacasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumpacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Pittsburgh Steelers fans, what's going on? This is Jeff Hartman, your host on this Friday Let's Ride. And you know what? I've been listening to everyone. I was a part of the post-game podcast. I've been listening to other podcasts. I've been reading what people say on Twitter, and everyone's all down in the dumps. They're down in the dumps. So here's you know, here's what I'll do. Here's what you ready. Woohoo! Yeah, ba- the Steelers beat the Ravens! Think about it. I don't care who they had on their roster. Bob those shoulders, baby. That's right. Let them know. You know it. Celebrate. Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 That's what I'm talking about. Folks, be happy, man. Be happy. The Steelers beat the Ravens. Ravens hate week is officially over for the regular season. The Steelers sweep the Ravens. It's the first time they did that since 2017. Holy cow, people. Let's not overemphasize everything. Let's not freak out over everything and every little tiny little piece of the puzzle. Trust me. Okay. Trust me. There's, we all knew there were going to be peaks and valleys. And if that's a valley, what we just witnessed in week 12, where the Steelers beat a decimated Ravens crew 19 to 14. I will take it. I'll take it every single day of the week and twice on Sunday or Monday or Thursday or Wednesday. It doesn't matter. I'm in a great mood, actually. 
I'm in a really good mood. You know what? I was writing down stuff, uh, writing down my notes for the show, and I just couldn't get it out of my head. However, everyone's kind of down in the dumps today. I mean, you listen to Mike Tomlin's post-game press conference, and he said, well, us sucking, and Ben Roethlisberger was, we didn't play well enough. And, yet, and look, the players and coaches can say all of that. They can say all of that. You know what I can say, living in the state of Maryland, that the Ravens fans have a suck at that. That's from a book that I used to, that I, I love. It's actually a series. Um, I won't get into all that. It's a golf book, actually. And uh, that was what one of the characters used to always say when he'd win a big, he'd make a big putt to win some money. And when I say some money, it's like a quarter on a hole. These old guys, he'd say, have a suck at that. And Steeler fans in Maryland right now are are living the high life. They're living the high life. Not only are they 11 and 0, but oh my gosh, there's we have a clinching scenario this weekend. The Steelers can clinch a playoff berth. They essentially eliminated the Ravens from any chances of winning the AFC North. And the statistic that I have said from the top of the rooftops for years now is going to ring true again. That no team since the AFC North was established has ever won the division three years in a row. None of them. None of them. Not the Tommy Maddox-led Steelers. <laughs> Clearly not the Tommy Maddox-led Steelers. Not the early Ben Roethlisberger Steelers. Not the Carson Palmer Bengals. People forget they won the division a couple years. Not the Ray Lewis and Terrell Suggs, Joe Flacco-led Ravens. Not the... The, you know, the, the Steelers of the Killer Bees. None of them. No one has ever won the division three years in a row. And it's funny. I'll say this now. I actually am going to win a, a decent amount of money because a buddy of mine who's a season ticket holder for the Ravens, before the season even started, I said, I'll bet you that the Steelers win the AFC North this year. And he laughed and said, you don't want to make that bet. And I said, I do want to make that bet. I just had a hunch. I had a hunch. And this was this was before week one. This was there was there was no preseason. I had no clue what Ben Roethlisberger's arm was going to look like. And I said, let's let's do it. And he said, my brother wants in on it too. His brother's a big Ravens fan. Too. I said, sure, let's do it. Let's do it. Put your money where your mouth is. Show us what you're made of. Yeah, I did it. I'm gonna be cashing in. And I hopefully, man, this is a question mark though. I also have another bet with the same Ravens fan, just him, not his brother that the NFL season will go off without having to end early. He said, there's no way they finish the season. Well, we're heading into week 13 and they've, they've done it so far. So I'm hoping that the protocols work and I could win some money outside. of it. <laughs> It's the small victories in life folks. Okay, here we go. I, I get, I get all ramped up and I get off all sidetracked. I, I'm sorry about that. Let's go this Friday podcast. Let's ride Jeff Hartman, your host, co-editor of behind the steel curtain.com. And we hope that wherever you're listening to your podcast, you follow us, whether that is Google play, iTunes, Stitcher, anchor, Pandora, you name it, follow us so that you don't miss a thing. And behind the steel curtain.com. I can't get over the fact that when we were when we first started our YouTube channel, you can find us on YouTube. Go to YouTube.com and search BTSC Steelers Radio. And I, I would we would talk about the website and people in the live chat would say, What website? Because people found us on YouTube or they found our podcast platform and had no idea that we were a part of a website. Yes, go to behind the steel curtain, behind the steel curtain.com. I'm telling you, it, it is literally, I say it all the time, I mean it. It's your one-stop shop for all things Steelers. For the diehard Steeler fan, it's an amazing website. It's an amazing community there. So make sure you check that out. All right, let's get down to the nitty-gritty before in the second half we give you, uh, I'm going to give you my picks. Am I going to give you my pick for the Steelers game? 
Nope. You're going to have to wait till Monday for that, folks. Uh, but I'll give you all my other picks. They're getting better, actually. I'm really close to 500. And yeah, uh, some might say, Jeff, why are you celebrating mediocrity? It's because my picks early were so atrocious. I dug myself such a deep hole. I didn't think I would ever get out. And here I am on the precipice. Could I get out? I don't know. We'll see. But let's get down to the the title of this episode, the headline of this show. It's all about when I was watching the game Wednesday night. I'm watching the Steelers and the Ravens play. And I'm just shaking my head like everyone is. Like, I can't believe this is happening. Like, I can't believe that this is happening. Now, I'm very thankful that they won. Obviously, at the beginning of the show, I celebrated. Hopefully, you did too. But I, it, it was a situation where I was like, man, what is going on? Like, we haven't seen this from this team before. Not like this. I mean, we saw them stumble out of the gate against Dallas. We saw them stumble in the second half against Tennessee. We've seen some of this, but never like this. And I said, you know what? I finally see it. I see the recipe for a team to beat the Pittsburgh Steelers. I've got it. I have the recipe. It, it's, it's right here. I wrote it down. And we're going to follow it step by step. And it's, it, it, hey, if the Kansas City Chiefs are listening, you, you, you would be smart too, Patty Mahomes. If you're listening out there, I'm giving you the directions. I'm giving you the keys to the, the castle here. How to beat the undefeated Steelers. Step number one, and this is really the only step. Everything else is a subset of this one direction. And that is, the Steelers have to beat themselves. I could end the show right there. Boom, done. I'm not going to, but I could. I believe in my heart of hearts, and I'm being 100% honest with you out there, listeners, I believe that the only way a team is going to beat the Pittsburgh Steelers, and that's any team, the Tennessee Titans, the Indianapolis Colts, the Kansas City Chiefs, the Las Vegas Raiders, the Cleveland Browns, the Baltimore Ravens, the Seattle Seahawks, the New Orleans Saints, the Green Bay Packers. Do you want me to go on? I could. I won't, but I could. None of them are going to beat the Steelers unless the Steelers beat themselves. That's it. That is it. And so you're probably shaking your head. You're thinking, well, Jeff's drinking that Kool-Aid again. Someone needs to call. Uh, we need to have an intervention. Jeff's back on the juice. No, I'm not. Okay, what? I'm, l- l- hear me out here. I believe that the Steelers, even without the loss of Bud Dupree, and I'm going to get into that in my heart-to-heart at the end of the show, so stay tuned. Don't go anywhere. You'll want to hear that. Even without Bud Dupree now, I still think the Pittsburgh Steelers, from a defensive standpoint and an offensive standpoint, if they don't shoot themselves in the foot, no one else is going to put them out of their misery. In other words, if they if they pull the trigger and the gun doesn't go off, is the only way that they're going to lose in that OK Corral shootout. So let's break this down. I have five things that can completely derail the Steelers at any point. It could be in the regular season. It could be their first loss of the regular season, or it could be in the playoffs. It could end their season. So here we go. Step number one, turnovers. Turnovers. If the Steelers are going to be just giving the ball away and especially giving up points, well, that's a recipe for disaster right there. So I'm talking about Ben Roethlisberger, goal line situation, fourth and goal. 
And now I'm not a Monday morning quarterback guy. Let me get that out of the way right now in case this is your first time listening to me or maybe it's your first season listening to me. I'm not a guy that's going to say, oh, they should have kicked the field goal there after Ben throws a pick. I'm not going to say that. I didn't mind them going for it. Go for the jugular. You trust your defense if you don't get it. But at the same time, I didn't like the play call, but I didn't like the execution either. Turning the ball over and especially leaving points on the field are just something you cannot do. Not against a team like the Green Bay Packers or the Kansas City Chiefs that are not going to do that very often. So those turnovers are killers. Oh, but it got better in Week 12, right when the Steelers' defense was really imposing their will on that Ravens' offense. And I mean... Robert Griffin III couldn't do anything. They weren't running the ball. He couldn't throw the ball. So you get a three and out, something that happened a whole heck of a lot on Wednesday night. Ray Ray McLeod muffs a punt, and it was very akin to week one when Deontay Johnson did that at MetLife Stadium against the New York Giants. You just can't do that. It just can't happen. And I hate to say this, but when you see that happen, immediately you can see it in the player. And you can feel it in the coaching staff that there's now doubt. There's now doubt. And you could even throw in, and it's not a turnover, but these gaffes on like Chris Boswell missing extra points. He's missed four on the season. Yeah, it's only one point, but now you're chasing points. You're chasing a number. So the Steelers scored, pick six, Joe Hayden, awesome. They missed the extra point, six points. Next thing you know, the Ravens score a touchdown. And here we go. Now they're trailing seven to six. That's what I'm talking about. These turnovers, they can't happen, period. Luckily for the Pittsburgh Steelers and their fan base, they've been doing a great job this season of protecting the football. They've been doing a tremendous job protecting the football in 2020, but it can still creep up. Now the Steelers lead the NFL in differential at plus 12, They've given it away 11 times, six interceptions, and five fumbles. They've taken it away 23 times, though. That leads the league by far. That's three better than the second-place team, which is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, with 20. So that's impressive right there. That's impressive. But if the Steelers protect the ball, that's step number one. So to beat the Steelers, so Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid are listening to this, you have to be able to take the ball away. You have to force those mistakes. They didn't happen often. They did twice at really, really bad moments at bad times during the game, but that's what you have to do. Second thing, the Steelers have to screw themselves in terms of blown opportunities. And what I mean by this is if you look on offense, you're looking at the wide receivers dropping the ball, literally dropping the ball, not figuratively, literally. I our my, my buddy Jeffrey Benedict, who's a great contributor to, to the website, also is a part of the Wednesday night Know Your Enemy podcast. He looked up, he went back and went through the game, and he found five passes that he dubbed, and he's he's a pretty harsh critic. I'll say that. He dubbed these five passes as had to be caught. Perfect throws. Not a thing wrong with them. Five drops. But then he had another five that he said could be on the questionable. Maybe the throw was a little off. Maybe it was a little high. Maybe whatever the case was, you could put it into the drop category, but you could also give it an excuse for why it wasn't caught. All of them, he said, were catchable passes, though. So that's anywhere from seven to ten that you're like, holy cow, they they were blown opportunities. 
blown opportunities. And then you look on defense and, and it's tough to really go against what this defense did on Wednesday, Wednesday, because I want to say Wednesday night, it was Wednesday afternoon um, on Wednesday because they stopped the run, but they gave up some big plays. They gave up a 40 yard run to Robert Griffin on third nine. They gave up a couple of runs to justice Hill. And we all know trace McSorley hit Marquise Brown, Hollywood Brown, Antonio Brown's cousin. He makes Terrell Edmonds miss and he's gone. Mika Fitzpatrick is literally just running zigzags, trying to figure out what he's going to do. And next thing you know, he's in the end zone. That can't happen either, period. It just can't. You can't give up the big play on defense. You can be a bend, don't break. You can, you know, think about going against some of these high-powered offenses, even someone like the New Orleans Saints if Drew Brees is uh, under center. You might give up some yards. That's the NFL in in today's day and age. But at the same time, you just can't give up those big plays, those back-breaking plays. Look at a perfect example is look at the – I'm trying to think if it was Monday night or Sunday night. I can't remember. Tampa Bay and Kansas City playing last week. What happens in the first quarter? Patrick Mahomes to Tyreek Hill for over 200 yards. It was incredible. Those are the big plays you just can't have. And so you can talk about X's and O's all you want. And on that big play to Marquise Brown, it was highlighted perfectly by Jeffrey Benedict on our film room today on BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. I'm sorry, that was on Thursday. He diagrammed how Joe Hayden gambled, and he expected the help to be there over the top, and Edmonds just wasn't there, and he, he was a little late, and he whiffed on the tackle. He whiffed on the tackle. So you just can't have that. And, and you know, I get a text from my dad saying they need to cut Terrell Edmonds. I, Terrell Edmonds has had a great year, but he wasn't great on that play. And those are the things, just one mistake sometimes can be what just really really breaks the team's back. So you can't have that. So first was turnovers. Second was blown opportunities. Third, situational football. If you're going to beat the Steelers, you have to hope they have horrible situational football. I'm talking about short yardage. Just the inability to get a yard. There are times where I am more comfortable with the Steelers on third and four, third and five, third and three, compared to third and inches. That's frightening to me. It shouldn't be that way. The Pittsburgh Steelers are a team. I got a text from my buddy who's a Dolphins fan, and he was watching the game Wednesday. He's he's a, He hates the Ravens as much as I do. And he said, I can't believe what I'm watching. Is this the Pittsburgh Steelers that are lining up in the shotgun on empty formation on third and short? And I said, yeah, man, this is, this is what they are now. It, you don't even recognize it anymore. But at the same time, if you're going to get the Steelers, you have to hope that they're not – firing on all cylinders on those on the this situational football. Another area is third down offense. They just struggled. They struggled the last three weeks on third downs. They finished three for 13, I think, um, on third downs. Let me double check. I had that stat here. Here we go. Third down, I'm sorry, six for 14. They finished against Baltimore, but still that's horrible. And again, it comes back to the drops. It comes back to those blown opportunities. If Eric Ebron and Deontay Johnson, I'm thinking of three plays, just those two, where they dropped the ball on third down, that would have really helped their their average. It would have made it a lot better. Nonetheless, they didn't convert. So if you're going to beat the Steelers, you have to hope that they have those really bad, horrible lulls in situational football. You you have to hope that because if they don't, if they're if their third down offense is clicking, this team. And this is a stat that Mark Caballi of The Athletic put out there. I, I can't take credit for it. The Steelers lead the NFL in time of possession. 
and yet they are one of the worst running teams in the NFL because they use those short little ding and dunk passes. If their third down offense is on, good luck getting them off the field. It's just the that's just truth. They can put together these drives that are just they can score quick. They can take their time. They can really methodically move the ball down the field. But again, it comes down to situational football. And if the Steelers are having a bad day, it's a good day for you if you want to upset them. Next, red zone issues. This reared its ugly head on Wednesday. It had not been an issue leading up until week 12. So I'm not going to say that this is an ongoing concern. But if you're going to beat the Steelers, this is what we're talking about in this episode. If you're going to beat the Steelers, you got to get them to turn the ball over. You have to have them blow opportunities. You have to have horrible situational football. And you have to hope that they struggle in the red zone. In 2020, they have a 65% conversion rate in the red zone. That means when they convert to touchdowns, not just points, they convert touchdowns, 65%. That's 11th in the National Football League. In their last three games, it's 60% conversion. On Wednesday, they were at 25% conversion. It gets more interesting. Home, at Heinz Field, they have a 58% conversion rate. On the road, though... This is insane. 75% conversion rate. They're on the road. Their red zone offense is tremendous. Tremendous. Now, if you want to have a comparison, if you want to laugh, look at 2019. In 2019, their red zone for the season, their red zone conversion percentage was 35%. 35%. So think about apples and oranges here in terms of 2020 and compared to 2019, but the red zone issues again, if the Steelers convert on just one or two, okay, they converted on one. If they convert on just one more red zone chance, that game's out of, it's it's out of reach. It's out of reach. The game's over, but they didn't, they didn't, they had to settle for three field goals. So that's going to be another thing that if you're going to beat the Steelers, if you're going to upset the Steelers, you have to hope and pray that they struggle in the red zone. Last thing, The fifth and final thing before we take a break that could derail the Steelers. It's the same for every team in the National Football League. COVID-19 issues. You saw it with scheduling heading into week 12. Every single player, every single coach that we've heard from has said that although they're not going to make excuses, and I wouldn't expect them to, that it was difficult. It's difficult to simulate a Saturday before a Sunday and you're saying, okay, we're going to play on Thursday. No, we're not. Now we're going to play on Sunday. So you you have your Saturday on Saturday, but no, we're not. Now it's moved to Tuesday. So now you're doing like a Saturday on Monday. Now we're moving it to Wednesday. And now we're going to do our Saturday. That's tough. That's tough. So, but stuff like that can, we saw it. Everyone saw it. It can, it can look off. The product is off. The product is bad. The NFL should not be saying we should do these Wednesday games more often. No, I really hope they don't stick to what they have right now. It's fine. I still don't like Thursday nights for that reason because it's sloppy, but still you got the, the You, I mean, my gosh, you saw it. The players missing for both the Ravens and the Steelers, but even the Steelers not having to it, not having Connor, not having Pouncey. That was noticeable. It was. It was noticeable. It was also noticeable that Gerald Hawkins wasn't in there when you saw Kevin Dotson, the rookie, go out as an eligible blocker and not know what the heck he was doing out there. He's a rookie. It was his first time doing that. I get it. He apologized on Twitter, actually. I thought that was pretty funny. But still, that's something that can derail any team. Okay, if if a player gets, if Ben Roethlisberger, 
if Patrick Mahomes, if Aaron Rodgers, if Philip Rivers for the Colts, Ryan Tannehill or Derrick Henry for the Titans, if you know, I could I could go on and on. Kyler Murray for the Cardinals, Russell Wilson for the Seattle Seahawks. If all these players, or even just a few of them, were to somehow test positive for COVID, you're done. You're done. You're done. So that could that's that's not just the Steelers. That's just an NFL thing. So there you have it, folks, the five things that you better hope and pray the Steelers do to themselves if you want to beat them. You got to hope they turn the ball over. You have to hope they screw the pooch with these opportunities. You got to hope they have horrible situational football. You better hope that their offense struggles in the red zone, and maybe you get lucky and COVID rears its ugly head. That's it. Otherwise, folks, I am standing firm in my belief that if the Steelers don't beat themselves, no one else is going to beat them, period. No one. Take it to the bank. That's right. All right, we're going to take a quick break. After the break, I'll give you my pick. Stay tuned. You're back. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. All right, Pittsburgh Steelers fans, welcome back to the second segment of Let's Ride. I'm Jeff Hartman, your host here, a co-editor of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, and it's it's that time. I can't believe it. I felt like I, I talked about the Ravens and the Steelers game leading up to Week 12 for like two years, and now I turn the page, and it's Friday, and we got to do our picks. Oh, my gosh. Let me find the tape. I think I lost it. Up. Oh, here we go. All right. Let me And all right, Pittsburgh Steelers fans, we're going to get to the Steelers pick on Monday, but we're going to start off 1 o'clock Sunday. There's no Thursday game this week because of the Steelers and the Ravens being bumped to Wednesday. So we're starting off with the New Orleans Saints going to the Atlanta Falcons. The Saints are only giving three Why The Falcons are playing better football since they got rid of their head coach. This is going to be an interesting one. This is a divisional game in Atlanta. I'm going to say take the Falcons. I don't think they win, but I think they keep it close. Take the Falcons here. That's my gut hunch. Falcons plus three over under 46. Take the over. Next, the Cincinnati Bengals. They go to Miami. At one point, this could have been Burrow versus Tua. Tua is still not right with his hand and wrist. They're not sure if he's going to play or if it's going to be Fitzpatrick. We all know the Burrow's out for the year. Cincinnati is getting 11 and a half points. The over under is 42. I am sorry. I'm, I, I like Miami but I don't like them that much. I'm going to say take the Cincinnati Bengals, not to win straight up, but win getting 11 and a half over under set at 42. I'm going to take the under. Why? The Bengals probably aren't going to score a lot of points. Next, the Jacksonville Jaguars travel to the Minnesota Vikings. The Minnesota Vikings are an inconsistent team. You just never know what you're going to get. The Jacksonville Jaguars won in week one and haven't won since. They looked better against Cleveland last week with Mike Lennon. That doesn't tell me much. The Jaguars are getting 10 points. 
I'm sorry. I don't think, I think Jacksonville has been giving teams their best shot. I just don't think it's going to be good enough. I'm going to take the Minnesota Vikings giving 10. The over-under is at 52. I will take the under. The Las Vegas Raiders go to the winless New York Jets. The Vegas Raiders are giving eight points on the road in New York. The Raiders are coming off an embarrassing loss to the Atlanta Falcons last week. I thought that the Vegas Raiders, after they played, they beat the Chiefs earlier this year. They played the Chiefs so tough. Talk about a letdown game in Atlanta. I don't think they lose two in a row. They're still in contention for the playoffs in the AFC. There's still someone to keep an eye on, and the Jets are dreadful. I'm going to take the Las Vegas Raiders giving eight, even though it's on the road and it's across country. The over-under set at 47 and a half. I've been going a lot of the unders this week. Take the under. A game that's going to be fun to watch as the Indianapolis Colts travel down to Houston to play the Texans. Deshaun Watson, they haven't played since Thanksgiving when they completely blew the doors off of the Detroit Lions in the early game on Thanksgiving Day. The Colts are coming off of a loss, a tough loss to the Tennessee Titans. Back-to-back division games, the Colts cannot lose this game. If they lose this game, they might as well kiss the AFC South championship goodbye. They are going to be struggling to get into the playoffs. The Colts need this game. The Colts are giving three on the road. I say that they're going to bounce back. They're going to find a way to win. The over-under set at 51.5. Take the over. I like the over in that one. Another game that a lot of Steeler fans are going to want to watch for a lot of reasons. The Cleveland Browns going to Tennessee to play the Titans. I just said the Titans are coming off a big win. Cleveland's 8-3. and three. Talk about doing it under the, under the silence of night. No one's talking about the Browns. No one's really believing in the Browns. This will be a good measuring stick for them. The Browns are coming off of a pretty close win down in Jacksonville. Got to go down the road to Tennessee. If they can find a way to win in Tennessee, holy cow, would that turn some heads? We'll see. The Titans are giving five and a half. The over-under set at 54. I'm going to take the Tennessee Titans, and I'm going to take the under of 54 because I don't think the Browns, if they can't run the ball, and if they get behind, they, they just struggle. Baker Mayfield's not that type of quarterback. The Detroit Lions, now we're still still on 1 o'clock games, folks, on Sunday. The Detroit Lions go to the Chicago Bears, NFC North football. This one's going to be weird because Detroit got rid of Matt Patricia. Typically, in my experience, teams that fire their head coach, they seem to play spirited. They seem to kind of get on board. They kind of rally the troops. You saw Atlanta do it. I think Detroit's going to do it. Detroit's getting three. I like the Lions getting three. The over-under set at 44.5. Take the under. Because I don't like the Chicago Bears offense. I don't think they can put up any points. Now let's go to the 405 slate. The Los Angeles Rams travel to Arizona. This is going to be a fun game between Goff and Murray. Arizona Cardinals, they are really hit or miss. Believe it or not, Arizona at home is getting three points. I'm going to take the Cardinals at home to rebound, find a way to win, over-under set at 48.5. I'm taking the over. I'm taking the over by a lot. The New York Giants, 405, travel across country to the great Midwest to play the Seattle Seahawks, the great Northwest. I'm sorry, not Midwest. The Giants are getting 10, but no one knows about Daniel Jones. doesn't matter. I'm taking the Seattle Seahawks, giving 10 at home to beat the New York Giants. The Giants are still clinging to a hope of maybe winning that NFC East or NFC least, whatever you want to call it. And so the Seattle Seahawks giving 10. I will take that over-under set at 47. I'm going to take the under because, again, I don't think the Giants are going to score a ton of points. At 425, the New England Patriots go across country to the Los Angeles Chargers. The Los Angeles Chargers, Justin Herbert, they're coming off of a loss in Buffalo last week. New England's coming off of a big win at home. 
no one knows what to think about this Patriots team. They, they, the Patriots beat the Cardinals last week. I don't know. This is a pick'em game. There is no spread on this game whatsoever. I'm going to go with Bill Belichick against a rookie quarterback, period. I'm going to go with Bill Belichick against a rookie quarterback, even though they're on the road. That's just my gut. Over-under set at 47. I'm going to take the under. Next, we go to stay in at 425. The Philadelphia Eagles, the Green Bay Packers. The Philadelphia Eagles are getting nine points in Green Bay. The Philadelphia Eagles can't protect Carson Wentz, and when they do, he's not making any plays. I like the Green Bay Packers giving nine. The over-under set at 46.5. I will take the over. Next, 8-20, Sunday Night Football. The Denver Broncos and Kansas City Chiefs. Denver Broncos, Kansas City Chiefs. The Denver Broncos are getting 14 points. 14 points. I'm pretty sure that they're going to have the, the, the day that the Denver Broncos are going to have a quarterback this week. Where, therefore, if they do have a quarterback, I like the Denver Broncos to get to not win. No, I don't think they're going to win. But I think with 14 points, they cover. Over-under set at 51. I'm going to take the over. This could be a higher-scoring game. But I think that especially if it's true lock, they will keep it close enough within two touchdowns Maybe some backdoor, maybe maybe a backdoor cover. That's my hope. We'll see. And as for the Monday games, well, you'll just have to wait. So there you have it, folks. I hope you enjoyed those picks. Some really good games to watch this week, but we're not done yet. We're not done yet. The heart-to-heart. My heart-to-heart this week is I, I was reading a tweet. I, 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 didn't, I don't follow this person, but it showed up on my feed from uh, Andrew Filipponi, who's a uh, radio personality for 93.7 the fan in Pittsburgh and he kind of talked about how he was sick to his stomach about Bud Dupree I was the same way but he said that he was kind of upset because he felt if the Steelers would have taken care of business Bud Dupree wouldn't have been on the field and he wouldn't have gotten hurt and we wouldn't be talking about today in short you can talk about that all you want anyone that's ever suffered an injury like that or anyone that's ever you know been a part of it a game you know that it's sometimes they're just these fluke injuries, just flukes. That that's it. That's all you can say. That was a non-contact injury. That could have happened at any point in any game for Bud Dupree. Uh, let me tell you a quick story. I've been in a storytelling mode recently. So my senior year in in high school in Wheeling, West Virginia, um, and I went to Wheeling Central Catholic. By the way, we were traveling. We would travel all over the OVAC, the Ohio Valley Athletic Conference, which is one of the biggest athletic conferences in the nation. We would travel all over the OVAC and play these games. And so we were in Toronto, Ohio. Anyone that's ever been to Toronto, Ohio knows it's in the middle of nowhere. But they grow some big boys out there, and they have some good athletes. Uh, and so uh, baseball was my passion growing up. And so we this is a very highly contested game. A lot of people were talking about this matchup. We at Wheeling Central were the number one team in the state for single A the entire year. And I'll never forget, their starting running back for the for Toronto was this huge kid. I mean, he was giant, big guy, muscular. He was up to bat, and we had scouted him a lot. And I was the catcher, the starting catcher for the team. And I'll never forget, we would always play our third baseman in, especially in certain circumstances. But he, this kid was a threat to bunt, so we actually had our third baseman playing on the grass. That's very normal. And so it was a 2-2 count. The junior pitcher, who I'm, it was the coach's son who went on to play uh, collegiate baseball, was a pitcher. He threw hard. And so, with the 2 2 count, as a catcher, I love to throw an inside fastball. 
put it on his hands. A lot of ba- a lot of batters are going to swing at anything close, and if you get contact, pretty much it's going to be weak. Well, the pitch was on in the inside half, but it was a little too over the middle. Kid turned on one and just ripped it at the third baseman. Now, I said he's playing on the grass here. The ball hits the lip of the grass, pops up, hits the third baseman right in the nose. Hey, this was one of the most sickening thuds you'll ever hear in your life. He goes down. The, the, the play stops, obviously, when the batter gets to first base. He has a concussion, a shattered nose, orbital bone, all messed up. I mean, it was, it was ugly. It was ugly. Did I ever once as a catcher question myself for calling an inside pitch on a 2-2 fastball? Or 2-2 fastball on the inside half? No, I didn't. Because, my gosh, it's, not, it's just a part of the game sometimes, you know? I mean, it was a bad hop off the lip of the grass. Anyone that's played baseball or softball or anything like that knows sometimes just fluky things happen. That was a fluke injury for Bud Dupree. Maybe he had some imbalances in his knee, and I don't know, but I don't think he had knee problems coming in to the NFL out of Kentucky. He had never really had any knee injuries prior. He had had other injuries early in his career, but nothing like this. So I don't want to hear the, they should have had him out of the game, or if they would have done this, they would have done that. Look, it's just a part of the game. You know, no one was saying, ah, if the, if, if the Steelers, if Drew Locke would have stayed in in week two against the uh, Broncos, Devin Bush wouldn't have torn his ACL. No, it, it just happens sometimes. It just happens. It's a, it's a horrible, I felt sick to my stomach for Bud Dupree. But I don't. I'm not a person that's going to jump on that board. That th- if this, if this or that would have happened, he would still be playing. You know, period. Period. If, if you want to talk about other types of injuries, that's different. But in this case, non-contact injuries like that, it's just it. It sucks. It's part of the game. And I hope and I pray Bud Dupree has a speedy recovery. Whether he plays for Pittsburgh ever again, no one knows. But ultimately, I hope he heals up and he's back and better than ever before we know it. So there you have it, folks. Our Friday show is a wrap. I hope you got something out of this. I hope you did. I hope you leave this show with a little bit of confidence in the Pittsburgh Steelers. If they can turn things around and play the way they're capable of, then my gosh, they're going to be a tough team to beat. Tough team to beat. Celebrate good times. We just, the Steelers swept the Ravens, folks. That should be enough to get you through this weekend. And I'll see you back here on Monday for a Let's Ride, where we are going to talk about this upcoming game against the Washington football team. I'll give you my picks. Should be a lot of fun. Have a great weekend. As I always finish it, be, be safe, be kind, and God bless. Go Steelers. 11-0, yeah. See ya. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. 
Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.